I'm Sarah. And I'm Dave. And here's a humongous welcome to Bible Podlets. Bible Podlets is a podcast where children and adults can read the Bible together and then talk about it. Plus, we'll help you to have some fun along the way. Ah, sounds great. Whilst we're on the subject of fun, we like to start each episode of Bible Podlets with a game. And this episode is no exception. Brilliant! What are we going to play today? Well, in today's game, we're going to name someone that does a specific job. And our podleteers have to list as many items of clothing and equipment that person needs for their job in just 10 seconds. Oh, that sounds tough. Shall we let our podleteers hear an example to help them understand how to play? Great idea. I'll name someone and you see how many things you can list. Are you ready, Sarah? Yes. A chef. Okay, a chef's hat, a chef's white jacket, uh, checkered trousers, an apron, maybe comfortable shoes, a set of knives, pots and pans, chopping board, cooking ingredients. Stop! Your time is up. Wow, you managed to list loads of things in that very short space of time. Now it's the turn of our podleteers. Are you ready? Great. Your first one is a builder. Go. And stop. What sort of things did you come up with? Perhaps things like a hard hat, safety goggles, a high-vis jacket, thick trousers, safety boots, gloves, and a toolbox full of tools. Perhaps you named each one. How did you get on? Are you ready for another turn? This time, it's a funny clown. Go! You're out of time. What did you get? How about a crazy wig, a big red nose, face paints, a colourful shirt, big trousers with braces, massive shoes, a fake flower that squirts water, juggling balls. Well done. You might want to pause the podcast and have a go at doing some more. Yes. How about listing things for a police officer, a nurse or a postal worker? Or you can think of some people on your own and come up with a list of equipment they need and the clothes they should wear to help them to do their job. In the bit of the Bible we're looking at today, Paul describes in a letter for the Christians in Ephesus how they should get dressed in certain things which would help them by offering them protection. Yes, but before we find out exactly what Paul was telling the people to wear, you'd better do your quick big picture to give our podleteers a bit of background on Ephesus. Okay, I'll do my best. Get the timer ready again. Start now. Ephesus was a large trading city on the western coast of what is now Turkey. It was an important part of the Roman Empire, so travellers from all over the Roman world 
visited Ephesus in huge numbers. Ephesus became very multicultural. People worshipped all sorts of different gods and were influenced by a mix of beliefs that weren't all good. The people there were very aware of things like dark magic and spirit powers, which scared them. When Paul came to Ephesus, he stayed there for three years and helped the people to see that it was only through Jesus that they could be saved and protected from these things. Oh, well done, Dave. You did it. I'm sure that will really help our podlateers to understand what's going on in our letters today. I hope so. Shall we listen to them now? The first letter you're going to hear is from someone in the Ephesian church, updating Paul on what's been happening since he left. The second letter is Paul's reply. Make sure you're paying attention to see if you can spot what it was Paul said the Ephesians should put on to protect them. Dear Paul, it's been six years since you were here in Ephesus when you invited us non-Jews, the Gentiles, into God's family. And yet, I still don't think we're getting things right. Do you remember the riots last time you were here because you had a hot chocolate with that Gentile Ephesian? Well, some of those arguments are still rumbling on. I think it's because there are so many different people with different cultures and traditions here. I'm also beginning to suspect that some people had started to follow Jesus just because it felt like something new and exciting when you visited. The thing is, they can't seem to let go of their old superstitions and they keep trying to perform strange rituals to try and protect themselves from evil spirits. I mean, Ralph, the local silversmith, is still insisting we buy his trinkets to ward off evil. But I'm not sure a silver knick-knack is particularly helpful. I know he's trying to make a living, but Ralph is as stubborn as a mule on the subject. And to be honest, he smells a bit like a mule too. All this conflict is making me anxious. It's not just the arguments between the Jews and the Gentiles that are the problem. There are arguments between friends, family members, children, parents, husbands and wives. I know you said we're meant to be part of one family, but it doesn't feel like it. The idea of being alone when the enemy wants to stop us following Jesus is really scary. And with the church divided, how are we meant to protect ourselves? I hope you can help us, Paul. From Ankara Applety in Ephesus. Dear Ankara and the Ephesian Church, it's so great to hear from you. I often think how blessed I am to be friends with a church so faithful to God. But you're right, there are some problems we need to sort out. I think that the reason for most of your arguments is that many of you are still living like you were before Jesus. But you forget that because Jesus died for us, he made us into a new people. Imagine your old life like an old set of clothes you no longer want to wear. You take off the anger, the lies and the habits of your old lives and instead put on new clothes from Jesus which are full of love, truth and kindness, all by God's Spirit. It would be silly if someone left their old clothes on and just put new ones over the top, wouldn't it? So in the same way, you must make sure you take off all the stuff from your old life so you can fully embrace the new life that Jesus gave you. When you do this, I promise you that you will get on much better with your fellow Ephesians. God not only wants you to put on these new clothes, but he also wants you to put on his armour to protect you from the enemy. 
You must tie around your waist the belt of truth, and wear on your chest the breastplate of right living. For shoes, put on God's peace, so that you'll be ready for anything. Hold up the shield of faith to defend yourself, and accept God's salvation to be your helmet. Finally, take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, Use these things to keep you safe, and as a united church, you will make an unstoppable force against evil. Remember when Jesus died on the cross. He welcomed us all into his adopted family and made us one. One body, one spirit, one faith, and we have one God. So do try to get on with one another. Peace be with you, dear brothers and sisters. And may God give you love with faith. Paul. We've just listened to Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. And now it's the part of the podcast where we ask you some questions so we can think about what we've heard and talk about it together. As we go along, We encourage you to pause the podcast, if you can, so that you can answer the questions together. There's no time limit, so you can spend as little time or as long as you'd like doing this. And then after you finish talking, you can press play again. The first letter we heard was from the church in Ephesus. Of course, we don't know if they really did send a letter to Paul, or if he heard about what was happening from his friends. That's right, but we definitely do know that he sent them a letter from Rome whilst he was there in prison. So let's start with our first question. What did Paul find out was happening in the Ephesian church? The question again, what did Paul find out was happening in the Ephesian church? Please pause the podcast if you can and talk about this together. Then press play when you're ready to carry on. The Ephesians were having a hard time. They kept having arguments because there was so much they couldn't agree on. That's right. As we heard earlier, Ephesus was home to many different cultures who all had different ways of doing things. When they became Christians, it was hard to let go of their own traditions, especially the ones they believed would keep them safe from evil spirits. When Paul came to them before, He told them that the only way they could be safe from this evil was by trusting in Jesus, because Jesus has control over everything. But this was a very new concept for the Ephesians to believe, and soon they went back to their old traditions. But Paul had an answer for them, and he gave them an example of something to think about to help them understand. Here's our second question for today. What did Paul ask the Ephesians to think about to help them understand? The question again, what did Paul ask the Ephesians to think about to help them understand? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together, and then press play when you're ready to continue. Paul said that it would help them to think about two sets of clothes. One old set and one new set. Yes, that's right. Paul said that the old set of clothes was like their lives before they accepted Jesus. That's all the things they used to do, like lying 
and being angry with each other, and also things like their old traditions. Paul also said that when they accepted Jesus as their king, they became new people and were given a set of brand new clothes. These clothes represented the love, truth and kindness that come into your life through Jesus. So we have two sets of clothes, one that's old and one that's new. But what does that have to do with their problem? Well, Paul said that because the Ephesians were trying to live a new life for Jesus and also trying to live like they did before, it was like they were trying to wear both sets of clothes at the same time. Oh, he's a clever guy, that Paul. <laughs> he is indeed, Dave. Paul said that if they took off their old clothes, their old ways of living, and put on just the new clothes, their new way of living with Jesus, then that would help them. But that wasn't the only thing Paul said they should wear. Oh yes, I remember now. That can be our next question. What was the other thing Paul said the Ephesians should wear? The question again, what was the other thing Paul said the Ephesians should wear? Please pause the podcast if you can and talk about this together. Then press play when you're ready to carry on. I wonder if you know at home what Paul said the Ephesians should wear. Let's say it together when I count down from three. Ready? Three, two, one. Armour! A pretty scarf! <laughs> armour? Yes, it was armour and not a pretty scarf. But isn't that what soldiers wore ages ago for fighting and stuff? Yes, it's kind of like that. But it isn't armour for a physical fight. It's for defending yourself against bad spiritual things. Things that you can't see. Oh, I get it. Well, the Ephesians were worried about bad spiritual stuff happening to them. So that would be very helpful to them. What things does the armour have to help them? Paul listed them in his letter. Can you remember them, Podlatiers? The armour of God is the belt of truth, the breastplate of right living, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and finally, the sword of the spirit. Okay, sounds pretty cool to me. But what do they all do? That's a very good question. And I think that should be our last question for today's episode. What do you think each of the pieces of the armour of God do to help us against evil? The question again, what do you think each of the pieces of the armour of God do to help us against evil? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together. And then press play when you're ready to carry on. So, Podleteers, what do you think all the pieces of armour do? Can I have a go? Of course. Let's start with the Helmet of Salvation. Well, the helmet goes on your head. So, does that mean that knowing God has saved you and is king over everything in your mind, does that help to protect your head against bad thoughts? Yes! Well done, that's exactly right. What about the breastplate of right living, which is also known as the breastplate of righteousness? Well, the breastplate is a big piece of armour that covers all your chest 
and the front of your body, isn't it? So I think that means that a big part of fighting evil is that when we live righteously and do like Jesus did, we can protect our hearts from the enemy. Oh, you're getting it now. Let's do two next. The shoes of peace and the shield of faith. Okay, well, a shield is easy. You use it to defend against things that come at you. So having faith in Jesus helps you when life throws difficult things your way. The shoes of peace, hmm, means as you walk through life, when you trust in Jesus, he gives you peace, even when the path you're walking on is hard. Well done. What about the belt of truth? Ah, well, sometimes my trousers fall down and I need a belt to hold them in place. So I think the belt of truth holds everything in place with God's truth. We have to know God's truth, but also have to live it out each day. Fab. And the last one is the sword of the spirit. And if you listen carefully to Paul's letter, he actually said what it was. Oh, yes, he did. Paul said the sword of the spirit is God's word. That's the Bible. We can use God's words to defend against the harmful words that are spoken to us. Exactly. Paul says that we should put on the armour of God each day so that we are protected in the spiritual world. That sounds like just what I need. Let's pray to God and ask him to help us to choose to put on his clothes and armour each day. You may want to find a comfy place to do this, or perhaps close your eyes. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that when we believe in your son Jesus, we are made new and are given a better way to live. We ask that you help us to choose to put on those new clothes each day. We thank you that you also shield us from evil with your armour. Help us to wear it and trust in you to protect us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, that was a great discussion. I've had a really great time and learnt some really valuable things. That's brilliant. And I'm sure our fellow podlateers feel the same way. We'd love to know how helpful this podcast is for you and how much you enjoy it. And the best way to do that is by leaving a review on an app like Apple Podcasts. That's right. And we like to have fun here on Bible Podlets. So we challenge our podlateers to include a secret word in their reviews, like a super secret agent. Oh, that does sound like fun. Hmm. I wonder what our word would be for this week. Hmm. Armour. Well, that is all we have time for. Remember to subscribe or follow the podcast with whichever app you use and to leave a review. And don't forget to try and include our secret word, armour, in whatever you write. And if you want to get in touch with us for any reason, you can find us on Facebook at BDBE Updates. So until next time, bye! Thanks for listening to Bible Podlets. 
It was a Blackburn Diocese Board of Education production. It was written by David Harris, Sarah Earnshaw and Rebecca Whitaker, with additional support from the Reverend Carol Garner. It was voiced by Sarah Earnshaw, David Harris, Rebecca Whitaker, and the Archdeacon of Lancaster, David Picken, and produced by David Harris. Bible Podlets is a free resource, and to find even more children's resources, training, and support, you can find us on Facebook at BDBE Updates or visit our website www.bdeducation.org.uk. We're back with another series of Bible Podlets, and this time it's all about letters. Oh, I love getting letters through the door. We are diving headfirst into some of the letters found in the New Testament of the Bible. And we need your help. We would like you to write your own letter and send it to us so we can read it out on a super special episode of Bible Podlets at the end of the series. You can write a letter about anything. You could say hello to one of your fellow Podleteers around the world. Maybe you want to tell us something about yourself. Or perhaps you want to encourage someone with your favourite Bible verse. You could even say thank you to someone you know, maybe even one of your adults. Whatever you want to write, we'd love to hear from you. You can email your letter by sending it to biblepodlets at blackburn.anglican.org. Or you can send it in the post using the address biblepodlets, Clayton House, Walker Office Park, Blackburn, BB1, 2QE, United Kingdom. And you know the best thing about letters. If you include your address, you might get something back. Now that is exciting. 